This podcast contains explicit content. What did it do? What it is, soul brother? What's going on, eh? This podcast is hardly focused. What's going on, man? About it. Dissecting the news one tangent at a time. When there's nothing left to burn, you have to set yourself on fire. My name is Pineapple. Man, I got these burgers, man. They some double cheese burgers. Man, I just Come ate food. I don't want no motherfucking cheeseburger. Hey, welcome to Harley Focused. Mike Terrara, Jack Gill. You can find us at harleyfocused.com on your favorite podcast app on YouTube. Just search all of those fine places for Harley Focused. Mike Terrara, what's going on? <sighs> Nothing right now, thank God. Well, that's good. Fucking kids, man. Fucking kids. <laughs> uh, you, before the show. I don't negotiate with terrorists. Before the show, Mike had to tend to uh, his his offspring. And when you came back. You, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I did. When you came back, you were out of breath. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because it's like up and down and left and right. Looking here, looking there. Where the fuck is this thing that you're fucking geeking out over? And you've got the two. And yeah. they, I, I would guess that going to bed every night is an ordeal. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a bit of a chore. Yeah. Well, a few more years. And maybe, possibly, it'll get better. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping not more, a few more years. I'm hoping like in a year. In a year. Or less. Okay. Uh, this, Mike, just for you. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sounds about right. Nice. Uh, well, speaking of uh, music, we will uh, talk about Boston Calling. That just happened. Ah. We'll also talk uh, on this episode, farly focused, about Top Gun Maverick, which is currently in theaters. But first, Boston Calling. Boston Calling, a music festival that happens uh, in Boston, don't you know? <laughs> Shocker. Uh, it happens uh, every year uh, around uh, around this time, around May. And it happens at the Harvard Athletic Complex. Previously. At the what? The Harvard Athletic Complex. At the complex. what? Sorry. At the Harvard Athletic Complex guy. Thank you. Getting better at that. It's all I needed to hear was have it. Have it. Uh, if you're not from the area, you should know that park the car and have it. Yeah, that is not something we say. That's not no. something that anyone and right you here says. You cannot park the car and have it. Yeah, have it. Yeah, doesn't allow cars. Well, Boston Calling used to happen at Government Center. I I much preferred it at Government Center, but the festival is far too big for government center at this juncture so harvard a much bigger place but uh not the easiest to get to and i've only been to boston calling at harvard once not if you take the tea buddy i took the tea and the tea does not the closest the tea will stop is the brighton landing oh that's right yeah because there's no more a line that's where it would have gone yeah what about the red line the red line can't get you to have it um i didn't I, I don't know. 
I always take the green line. I'm just used to taking the green line. I hate uh, trying to maneuver about maybe the red line. I don't know. Well, the red line's over to Habit Square, but that's over. Uh, that's not the right. You're not, you're not like the sports area, right? The uh, right Harvard. Uh, yeah, you're right alongside the Charles. Yeah, yeah, that's um, right where like Starro. Uh, I think it's like where Soldier Field ends and Starro begins. Ah, good old Starro. That that and that fucking uh, idiots that drive a U-Haul in there after they hit the chains. It says ten feet zero inches. Without and fail, stuck under a bridge. Without fail, every year there's at least one. That's that's when you know that uh, college is college season is in full swing. When you see a U-Haul every single year, it got storied. Yeah. So, uh, I guess I don't know. It, you could go to Cambridge, I guess, because I was at uh, I was at Sonia the other night, and uh, the the red line goes through there. Like, if you don't mind walking across the the bridge. So it's a 30 minute walk from the closest T. Yep. And that's probably central. It's between Harvard and central. Yeah. I had to take, a, I, I got off at Brighton landing and took an Uber, a Uber. No, I think when I got there, I walked, I did the walk. And when I left, I took a, a Uber to uh, back to Brighton landing. Honestly, man, you know what I would do? Uh, and I don't know if it would really cut off any time. Instead, I would just drive to uh, Cambridge where I parked when I went to Sonia and I would just take an Uber from there. It, it might actually be closer than taking a train into Brighton Landing. Plus, it all depends on where you're going. Uh, and plus, you can leave at any time. Right? You're not at the mercy of the trains stopping service at 11 p.m. Welcome to Boston. That's what was nice about the first time I went to Boston calling when it was in government center because the trains were running until 2 a.m. That, that glorious period of time. <laughs> and that didn't last too long. So anyway, so that, that's uh, that's just getting to Boston calling. That's just getting to the festival. Uh, so the festival happened this year. It for obvious reasons didn't happen in 2020. It they, they scheduled it for 2021. It didn't happen. And, uh, I don't know, maybe, and maybe it was too soon. I don't know. I'm trying, I can't remember exactly when I saw bright eyes last year. That was my first show back, uh, post pandemic or like post like lockdown, whatever. And, uh, it was an outdoor show, you know, no, no one cared. Mm -hmm. uh, about masks or distancing or anything. So I don't, I don't know, uh, you know, if they could have pulled off a festival in 2021, but uh, 2022 was the year of the festival and the, uh, the organizers announcing pretty much the same headliners for the last two years. And none of those headliners played. It was uh, Foo Fighters, Chili Peppers, and Rage Against the Machine. Those were the original headliners. And uh, Foo Fighters, no surprise, didn't play. They're not playing again anytime soon. Chili Peppers are instead coming to Boston in September, I believe, at Fenway. Mm -hmm. And Rage just keeps postponing their reunion tour. Fucking, they just need to do a solo, just literally just Rage only, and just fucking do it. None of these like attached to 
event shits. Just fucking do it. Right. Unless you want to go to New York City and pick uh, one of the five nights they're playing at Madison Square Garden. Which is what they should do. Just like fucking rage to rage right there. Just like uh, they, they could easily do three nights at the garden up here. Oh, my God. Yeah. Easily. So instead, the headliners of Boston Calling for 2022 were Nine Inch Nails, The Strokes, and Metallica, except, except The Strokes did not perform. What? The Strokes, uh, someone in The Strokes or in the, the crew tested positive for COVID. And when this happens, that typically puts the entire group in isolation the, the, everything comes to a grinding halt doesn't matter like they didn't specify it was someone in the band they didn't say if it was like a, a tech or, or a roadie they didn't specify but when someone tests positive it just shuts the entire thing down so the strokes didn't perform so instead nine inch nails did double duty and headlined saturday night yes if only i could have gone saturday night apparently because they're like, we're not going to do the same set twice in a row. So they did a bunch of deeper cuts. Oh, my God. Did you see that set list? I don't want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And I'm just a casual Nine Inch Nails fan. Okay. I'm not I'm not anywhere uh, near you when it comes to fandom. But I believe uh, every day is exactly the same. It's only the third time they've ever played it. Uh, yes. And it is amazing. Oh God. Uh, Echo Plex. That would have been sick mm -hmm. to see. The day the world went away. Wish. Compared to the previous night, Friday night, where it was pretty much, you know, greatest hits. Yeah. Okay. Look, they were playing it. They're headlining a festival. They played 21 songs. Yeah. That's a good set. So here's what I want to bring up here. Okay. And uh, oh, by the way, Metallica was awesome from, from uh, everything I've seen on social media. Tudger and Rich were talking about it. I mean, not for nothing. Metallica doesn't. I don't, I don't besides the fact that it's like St. Anger songs, but like I don't ever hear anything like, oh, Metallica put in a half shitty show. Right. This isn't like Perry Farrell. Okay. Where it's like, oh, God, what the fuck happened there? Like Metallica is always like, look, we come, we play, we rock. Done. So you said Perry Farrell. And allow me to sidetrack just a bit. <laughs> Track as long as you want, man. Because there's another festival called Welcome to Rockville, which uh, just happened, I think, last weekend. And I don't remember where that one is. Hey, away from Rockville. Uh, welcome to Rockville, more heavier acts compared to Boston Calling, which is more like indie, alt-rock, uh, grunge, uh, and hip-hop, and comedy, too. Uh, they, I don't think they did any comedy this year, uh, but they, they typically have comedians there. Anyway, welcome to Rockville. Jane's Addiction was supposed to perform. And uh, what's that douchebag's name? Dave Navarro has had COVID for the last year and a half at this point. So he's got the, instead of long COVID, he's got the extra long COVID. He's got the extra long COVID. So instead, because uh, the rest of Jane's addiction was there, this band reunited. 
This this two hit wonder from the mid nineties. <laughs> it's gonna say I know two of their hits. <laughs> well, that's all I had. Uh, porno for Pyros. That was Perry Farrell and uh, I believe Stephen Perkins. And yes, Stephen Perkins. Yep. Peter and, DiStefano and Mike Watt. Yep. Uh, so that's uh, now I think Stephen Perkins ultimately had to pull out at the last minute, not because of COVID and his drum tech instead filled in, but Porno for Pyros played their first show in like 20 years or something like that. Anyway, I bring this up because I was watching a video of them playing the song because this is like the only song by Porno for Pyros I know. And I'm interested in hearing what it sounds like live in 2022. Uh, it could have been the best performance it really could have been a phenomenal performance if perry farrell and he does this at every goddamn performance anytime perry farrell and if it's in solo if it's jane's addiction if it's satellite party if it's him just jacking off on stage for 90 minutes it does not fucking matter what it is his ugly ass wife has to be on stage dancing horribly mind you and and attempting to sing and just bringing it all down she is fucking ugly she's almost 50 years old put some fucking clothes on God, it's in Porno for Pyros. I could have been a huge fan and so excited to see them back together, to see them performing for the first time in God knows how long. And then Eddie Lau comes out on stage and just ruins it. That uh, that that Asian whore of a wife. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> oh, I got stories. She Not about her being a whore, just, uh, you know, stories. God, she just ruins everything. I, I get that she's the the, the trophy wife, but, but she's she's the Yoko. She is the Yoko. There's I don't I don't know if there's some contractual obligation that she has to be on stage performing with him, but she ruined it. She ruined the portal for Pyro's reunion. Gah. Well, at least Dave Navarro wasn't there to fuck everything up. So there's that. <laughs> True. Uh, you know I okay. The Dave Navarro hate is sort of unjustified. I, I, it's, it's, it's like my disdain for Seth Green. I can't really give you a good reason why I don't like Dave Navarro. Is it because he replaced somebody on the Red Hot Chili Peppers for an album, and you're like, ugh? Yeah, I mean, there's that. <laughs> it's not the thing. Is, it's not a bad album. It's just he's out of place. Yeah, yeah. It, it was not, uh, not his band. Uh, but there's some. I mean, good- he knew that too, though. It's like I, I'm just here. Yeah, there's some good songs on that album, though. Uh, but anyway, um, I, I've seen Jane's Addiction, too, and they put on an absolutely fantastic show. So, like, uh, I just when I say Dave uh, Navarro wasn't there to, to muck the whole thing up, whereas uh, Eddie Lau there absolutely just storing everything. God, I just don't like her. I don't. There's no reason for her to be up there. And there's some other chick up there too dancing and in. I think doing backup vocals and it just it wasn't good. And I feel bad for that poor drum tech because he was doing an absolutely fantastic job filling in for Stephen Perkins only to be uh, basically overshadowed by Eddie Loud just being ugly. And having no talent. So anyway, uh, that didn't happen at Boston Calling. Uh, thank the Lord. Thank the flying spaghetti monster that didn't happen. It's uh, 
at Boston Calling. So instead, you got you got two Nine Inch Nails performances and then Metallica. But okay, so here's the other thing that uh, I was a little fired up about is <laughs> go on all of these stupid entitled teenagers going to Boston Calling and complaining the whole time going on social media going on Instagram going on Facebook and Twitter just just bitching the whole time about how the festival is it's cursed and it's a scam and uh, they want their money back and it's the worst thing that ever happened because people were paid this uh, unbelievable amount of money to go to a festival to go to a three-day long festival just to see the strokes and the strokes didn't play that's funny yeah that's funny it's sad it's fucking sad i'm sad funny either way i find that amusing like literally you're this bent out of shape for the strokes of all bands like the strokes isn't a bad band but i if you're paying that much money just to see the strokes uh, i'll be honest the strokes headlining is a stretch i'm surprised they were headlining exactly right yeah. you're like ah, i guess we've got uh the strokes uh that was the uh the festival organizers you know god bless them but them trying to uh, you know fill gaps because <laughs> their original headliners all of them were were unavailable for various reasons so the strokes is probably are they the second they could be, yeah, I'd easily see them before the main main act. Um, I mean, I could see them too before the main act, even on a festival. Subheadliner. Yeah, subheadliner, yeah. yeah. Uh, and again, I like the strokes. Uh, I'm I, not saying I don't. I, I'm just saying where they are, they were punching above their weight to get on the, the actual headline. I really enjoyed when Julian Casablanca swore on SNL. I, I always have respect for <laughs> anyone that can get past the censors on SNL. But uh, yeah, the, the, these stupid kids upset about the strokes not performing for all the money that they spent. Uh, look, I'm going to Riot Fest in September. And one of the factors, biggest factors in me deciding to go is the number of bands that I legitimately want to see. I'm not going just to see one specific band. There's uh, at least a dozen on that bill that I want to see. The first time I went to Boston Calling, admittedly, it was because Brand New was performing, but Def Cab for Cutie was also there, Modest Mouse, uh, Jenny Lewis, oh God, who else? Uh, Frank Turner, Bestiel, there were the, the, that was a stacked show that was a stacked weekend so like you go into a three-day long festival there's so many performers that are gonna be there and and these and these stupid entitled pricks just uh and i'm calling them pricks because they're all i'm saying they're kids but they're all like college-aged 18 year olds 21 year olds whatever all all pissed off because they're at a festival and and the one band that they they paid too much money to see isn't performing. Uh, and then I, I guess like people were I don't know who King Gizzard is. I've never heard of King Gizzard. Nope. They 
pulled out at the very last minute because of COVID. Someone someone tested positive so they couldn't perform. Uh, so people are bitching about that. People are bitching that it, it. I think on Saturday it rained. Oh no! Uh, or stormed. It, it was enough that per Live Nation's policies, they had to uh, enact their evacuation plan, which was temporary. It's just putting people into a into a into a uh, covered space to ride out the storm. At which point, then they can go back out and the festival can resume. Now, granted, it was the the middle of the afternoon and it was sort of the um, uh, acts lower on the bill. Some of them had to effectively cancel their performances because they're on a time. Uh, they're yeah. on a tight schedule. So um, but people were like, this festival's a scam. This festival's a sham and uh, it's cursed. And I, I ended up getting into it with this chick on Instagram because I'm like name name for me five legitimate reasons why you think this festival is is cursed and why you want your money back and two of those reasons cannot be because it rained and because uh the the because the, the someone in a, in the strokes or whatever got covid like you need to list the actual reasons and of course they responded with they were pissed because of the strokes and they were pissed because it rained well, too fucking bad. And I told them, get back to me when an actual problem happens. Did anyone die? Um, was was there some? Was there sort actually any major injuries? Not anyone died. Did any, was there any major injuries at that point? Right. No. Yeah. Look, I I I will word this carefully. Was there some sort of dom domestic act that we all have to be cognizant of in this day and age? Did, because it's it's happened elsewhere. Did that happen? No. Then shut the fuck up and enjoy the show. You know right? what? You know what this stupid fucking rhymes with punt said to me? She goes, yeah. will you just shut up and let us be upset? Huh. Are you kidding me with that shit? So I told her, yeah, uh, uh, get back to me at me when your drink order gets messed up. <laughs> <laughs> to which she said to me that at this point now we're just missing the point because then she she gets back to me with um actually they're not serving mixed drinks at the festival it's not what i meant actually the joke went right over your head jesus fuck <laughs> god i wonder if uh my neighbors are questioning what the hell is happening in my house right now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to say, I do love uh, apparently when when uh, Trent opened uh, night two. Uh, quote, we are not the strokes. If you haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved it if they kicked into like 1251 or, uh, or like juice box or something. And then it was like, yeah. And then right into... Mr. Self-Control. Yeah. Holy fuck. That'd be great. <laughs> I remember the night that Oasis broke up in 2009. Uh, I can't remember because there broke was up again. What's that broke up again? Uh, it was like the, 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 the breakup, like when that okay. was it, uh, cause there was, uh, there was a festival that they canceled their appearance. I can't remember if it was the V festival cause they, uh, they canceled that appearance. And then there was the rock and sign in, in Paris that 
was the one that they got into their fight backstage and canceled like literally seconds before they're supposed to take the stage. Anyway, block parties on stage and uh, they come out. No, it was rock and sign. Uh, dude comes out on stage, announces that Oasis isn't performing because they broke up. So uh, Keely then tells the crowd like, OK, so by default, I guess that makes us your headliner to which <laughs> to which uh, uh, Russell starts playing Wonderwall just to piss everybody off. Uh, and I can imagine uh, there are a lot of people in that crowd that were there for Oasis that were now incredibly disappointed. So anyway, uh, uh, Consequence of Sound had a great write-up about Boston Calling, a, a great recap. By the way, all told, I, w- uh, I wish I went now, especially on Friday, to see Cheap Trick, then uh, Nine Inch Nails. And again, it's, it's the thing I always say about Cheap Trick. They're, they're, they're always there? They're, they're at every festival, and it doesn't matter how old you are. I'll give the, uh, the 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 entitled kids probably the same kids who were complaining about the Strokes not playing were really in the cheap trick. Bunch of delightful old men on stage, gallivanting like they're just happy to be there. <laughs> yeah, Rick Nielsen's really happy to uh, throw sixty dollars worth of guitar picks into the crowd during the course of their thirty minute set. It's a business write off. <laughs> it's a write off. Uh, but they they did a really good uh, consequence. Did a really good uh, editorial recap of uh, Boston Calling. They did call out the fact that the promoters shouldn't have announced the twenty twenty two headliners, the lineup, a year in advance because none of those headliners ended up actually performing. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Like, hey, we got them to book. All right, great you know you, you think hey a positive mindset you think it's going to happen yeah you know it's funny i was looking at the cheap tricks like song uh, you know their their discography here there's enough songs on there that people know oh yeah uh, you forget how many cheap trick songs you know if i if i told not you because you're a fucking weirdo if i went up to a random person and said name me a cheap trick song they probably could not name one off the top of their head. But if I played 10 cheap trick songs, I could probably get them to recognize eight of them. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if like you, you pose that question and they yeah. just started singing like one of the songs, uh, but they didn't know the actual like they didn't know the name of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're like uh, or, or they knew they know the song. They just don't know it's cheap. Like, they know cheap trick. They know cheap trick songs. But do you know that it's cheap trick? I don't know the name, but it's the one that goes, I want you to want me. But I don't know what it's called. <laughs> uh, I do respect, at least when I saw cheap trick, that they opened their show with this. The dream police, they live inside of my bed. The dream police, <laughs> they come to me in my head. The dream police are going to arrest me now. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, so uh, the consequence here is this is uh, this sums it up perfectly. I think they say, quote, 
it wasn't easy and fans were understandably upset this they're they're recapping the severe the severe weather the strokes pulling out king gizzard having to pull out uh they said it wasn't easy and fans were understandably upset although directing that anger at the festival itself isn't exactly fair if anything be mad at the unfortunate placement of the vip entrances at two main stages that caused constant log jams in the crowd or the lack of a second water filling station those are gripes worth having but moaning over lightning storms tragedies and a pandemic virus what a waste of rage a fucking men it would only be funnier if rage is actually one of the headlines yeah. <laughs> and then you're like ah oh, as you did their dad joke dad joke see if profits of rage are still playing then uh yes ben yes. k earns his paycheck by putting a what a what a waste of Profits of rage in parentheses. <laughs> That's how you do it. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, see, I called that out to when I was when I was arguing with that stupid signpost on Instagram about signposts. What that, that dummy on Instagram uh, and I called out I'm like, yeah, because uh, uh, bad weather and, and uh, trying to hold a festival in the middle of the pandemic. Like, yeah, fuck them, right? All told, an incredibly successful event. Yep. Especially when there's still a pandemic going on. Oh, what, there's a pandemic and that was over. I thought like we were like done. Yeah. We're done, done, right? Other other festivals are uh, happening and they're, they're going through their own uh, tribulations. I, uh, I mean... I'm a bit of a calculated risk to have to travel halfway across the country to go to a festival in September, but I'm assuming that uh, not every band is going to be performing for one reason or another. I actually have uh, I were I a betting man, I will put money on uh, the Danzig front and misfits not performing. Danzig. Yeah, uh, I just want to be able to say that I saw uh, misfits with Danzig. Because no one else will. <laughs> <laughs> I know two Misfits songs, and I'm not even familiar with the Misfits versions of them. They are covers. <laughs> uh, I know one Danzig song. I also know one Danzig song. <laughs> Thank you, Grant. I thought it was Andrew Um Yeah, uh, uh, My Chemical Romance did a cover of Astro Zombies for uh, one of the Tony Hawk's uh, Pro Skater games. Uh, Blink-182 would play... Um, hybrid moments uh, at their shows and uh, actually I saw this very good band called Tijuana Sweetheart at Sony over the weekend. My friend Carrie plays in that band. It was their uh, like first show in 10 years and probably also their last show ever as they proclaim. But anyway, they did a uh, their their own version of Astro Zombies and I kind of wish the front lady did not give this. I, I can understand why she did it. I kind of wish she didn't give the disclaimer. She said that whenever we start playing the song, people get so pumped and then about 10 seconds into it, they get really pissed and they start booing us and telling us to kill ourselves. And it's because the, the, they play up to the first verse, the song as it goes. And then when it, they get into the first verse, then it turns into sort of a like a slow halftime shuffle sort of thing. It's 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 definitely blue balling. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, that's Boston College. Fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, and we're moving along. 
expect nothing less at a uh at a misfit show so uh oh yeah weezer yeah weezer played heim played uh run the jewels metallica run the jewels is i gotta say quality oh yeah yeah, they uh, definitely not their first Boston column. I, I might have to convince Sarah just to, you know, let me take a day off there and just go solo down to MSG. Do it. Got Rage and Run the Jewels. Oh, do it. Yeah, that's um, why Run the Jewels is on the bill because it was supposed to be part of the Rage tour. Yep. It has, <laughs> not yet happening. So um, there you go. Uh, oh, the article here, uh, there's a section, this editorial. Uh, called the different types of nostalgia. Here we go. Uh, first, there was Cheap Trick, an oddly, quote, legacy booking on the lineup. Watching a 73-year-old Rick Nielsen eat up the crowd, tossing out fistfuls of guitar picks and mugging it up throughout the classic rock, rock set was unabashedly joyful. The sound on the red stage left something to be desired, but you can tell these guys still have it, especially when they brought out Paris Jackson for Surrender. Uh, she also performed, too. Michael Jackson's daughter. So uh, there you go. That was Boston calling. Kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of wish I went to that disaster sham of a scam event. Apparently you missed out on everything. You scamish and shamish and Seamus, Seamus and Hamish. My father was a tree. Uh, I now I would have been on the bandwagon of complaining about Boston calling and it being a being just a waste of money I would be on that wagon if Perry Farrell and his wife performed oh yeah they could perform on each other and that it would still be awful it would just be it would, it would it, there would be no difference in quality yeah at that point just I mean there's better shows like that in Amsterdam come on it's just be real <laughs> Okay. Um, well, uh, my plans are askew. Askew? But I would like to talk about uh, Top Gun and uh, Tom Cruise. So uh, let's regroup. We'll come back. We'll talk about that. Stick around. Hardly focused. I was riding my bike around the circle and this kid runs out of the house, throws a stick with a nail in it at my bike, pops the tire. I look at him and go, dude, what? And he just goes, is it hot in here or is it just me? And he runs back inside and closes. Hear more at hardlyfocus.com.